0: Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined with Lou and Tyler here for another episode. i going to get right into, into it today. We're going to start with uh, a topic we've been discussing a lot the last couple days, and that is going to be the Jordan SGC Rookie Sale uh, Lou, I think you've got a little bit more info on this than I do, but it sounds like it was north of four hundred thousand dollars for a gold label SGC ten Jordan. Yep, sound right?
2: Yeah, it finished at four hundred twenty k. Like you said, SGC pristine, SGC ten pristine, one of one in that way. Um, as the story goes, they uh, Heritage actually got the card raw, and they decided to send it into SGC to get graded, um, and it came back a pristine. So uh, they put it up and. It went crazy. You know, I, the way at heritage works is in the last 30 minutes, if you're in the top five, you're allowed to like bid more to my understanding. Like that's how they narrow it down. And it jumped up like crazy up to 420 and that's where it ended.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So I know we had a discussion about this personally. We are not grading experts, but looking at this card, I think the interesting take here in Ty, Do you have it? Do you have it
2: pulled up?
1: The uh the actual image. Let me yeah. Or Lou, do you
2: have it? Uh, I'll send it to Tyler right now. Keep going. Uh, so I want
0: to I want to pull this up because I we talked about it, but this got an SGC gold label, and for them that's like a you know a perfect ten. You can't get any higher type deal, and if I think it would be safe to say that if we compared this card to uh, higher grades from other companies such as BGS or or PSA that this likely would not compare to those cards. Um yep. so I I kind of want to position this conversation in the in a way that not to bash SGC but more of a when you're buying graded cards buy the card not the grade.
2: Especially because older I stuff. think
0: this because I think this is important, right that like these are people grading these cards. These are humans. They make errors, right? So much goes into it. I know we've talked about this before. What happens if the graders had a really, really bad day, had a bad week, a lot going on with life? You're maybe not as focused on grading. What happens if life's really good? You just got a bonus. You just got promoted. You know, we might go Oprah and you get a 10, you get a 10, you get a 10, right? Everybody's getting 10s on cards that might not be that good. Uh, so I think this just kind of uh, speaks to that, but I wanted to kind of get your opinion and Tyler, you look like you're, you're puzzling some things over there. So what's, uh, what's on your mind? Yeah.
1: What was going through my mind just as we think about it, there is, was one, uh, again, the, how, uh, the max amount of like PSA or SGC, a one out of 10 scale graded by humans, inevitably, no matter what, if you take a step back and think about it's going to have its discrepancies. You can't tell me that every PSA 10 is equal to PSA 10. And what I want to do with this conversation a little bit is go from $420,000 card to say $90 card or $100 card. Uh, Maybe call it a a shy rookie prism PSA 9. And the literally discrepancies that you can find both in terms of the centering or edges or corners in that. And what we've discussed now a lot about and what we can continue to push is, like, be thoughtful. If you're going to buy something, and, again, this is unregulated and um, eBay is is set up in a way where you're buying from a seller. Whereas if you go into Foot Locker and you buy a pair of Jordan 1s and you get home and there's a hole in the shoe, it's like, I'm going back with my receipt. Whereas this is a bit of a different uh, situation. And if you're spending money, it's the more research the more time you spend is worthwhile and all of these grading companies are very upfront about again these are humans grading these cards and if you know about humans to your point guy gets a raise guy gets a divorce he's looking at a card two different ways or gal for that matter um we've talked a lot about 60 40 55 55 55 45 when we had the clay conversation on again there's The the amount of work you want to put in to do your research, get educated, will always give you an advantage. Now, I don't know. I can't sit here and say, and and I haven't gone as deep in terms of like looking at the optics of this card or why, and and I haven't held it or or looked at it, Um, but yeah, I would say four people can look at one card and say it is or is not what it is now. To me, just the understanding of that alone can help you get ahead in this game. Because again, buying and selling, you know this when you go to a a trade show or a card show, like so much of how you interact with an individual can change 15, 20% on your sale price or not even making the sale in general. And so I just go back to that of like, just because something is a PSA 10, just because something is a Beckett 9.5. And now there's definitely energy picking up around cracking. I've seen more than ever over the last two, three weeks of people are like, oh, I'm going to buy and crack and regrade with a different company. So like opportunities, they exist everywhere. And within the fact that these are cards graded by humans and humans are deeply flawed, lies opportunity. If you're willing to put in the research and the work. That is my takeaway from SGC 10 Jordan sells at record price. They're beating their chest over the price sale, not over the car, the the value of the actual grade. They're beating their chest because it looks better in their case when, to me, don't you want it to be the most mint, not the best looking? So I just think, again, if you're willing to put in work, within grading lies a lot of white space, lies a lot of opportunity. And with the amount of demand and awareness coming into the hobby right now, I believe all three of the grading companies have to be on notice. Otherwise they need to be innovating because someone's gonna come along and build the the AI, you know, computer recognition version and the whole thing's gonna be rewritten. And then th- cool that you sold it for four twenty. But guess what? When it turns up as a forty two on the AI scale and a PSA eight turns up as a forty seven, you got issues.
2: <laughs> that's well, yeah. uh,
1: that, that's my takeaway from that that whole conversation.
2: Um, I had a similar takeaway as well. I mean, you know, we t- like you guys were saying, we talk about the grades all the time and they are flawed. I will say, I, I know we tried to, we, we were trying to take it to a little bit of a different spot with the more modern stuff, but when you're looking at a car that tells for $420,000 and you're giving it a one of one pristine label, uh, you're in a, you're playing in a different ball game. So I think there's a little bit less of a, I'm willing to give less of a leeway to the grade, uh. So, I would say that card, if it was going to go somewhere else, might get a, a little bit of a lower grade for sure. But um, yeah, like I, th- I think it's interesting. I think more people are now aware that it was a pretty big story, right? Like, I saw it, I saw it in a lot of different places. So, that's a, that's a net positive. Um, and yeah, it's education. It's like, listen, you're going to go on eBay, you're going to look at a card, and you're going to say, that's a 10, cool. But the prism logo looks like it's a little bit down. You can kind of see the outline. That's interesting. I don't know if that's really a ten. Like these are all good things, and it's it's educational for people. So in uh, that way, I was excited about it.
1: We had a buddy that picked up a Jordan PSA eight mm-hmm. that that when they received it seemed like it was a little faded. And a couple different people gave their inputs on it, and some were like, "Hey, yeah, if you go to regrade that, it's not catching the eight. That was left out in the sun a little bit." That so again, when you're making these purchases. It's always better to do more and more research. It just, just because something says what it is. Again, eBay, the dynamics of people wanting to sell, how it's not just a clean market in terms of the description and all that, especially on eBay or off eBay. StockX does a good job of like Michael Porter Jr. 10 is you don't get to see or change the title or anything like that. I like that about StockX. But um, yeah, don't just because something says on the face of what it is discount any other possibilities.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and Todd, I think you bring up a good point about the lighting and like where we go with don't buy the grade buy the card, right? Like if I get a Michael Jordan, LeBron James dual autograph and we graded it at a nine, 5, 10, it looks great. And then I put it on my, you know, on a display in my office for five years, right next to the window in five years from now, the autographs are half gone. You're not going to buy that card at a nine five ten value because you know it's not a ten autograph. That's big, right? People want a nice bold signature. If I keep it by the window and the bold signature goes away, it's not worth that much money. And
1: yep, uh, and, and I, I, I'm going to jump in real quick. And if someone lists that card on eBay and in the description, which is not the first thing that shows on an eBay listing. In the description writes lightly faded autographs due to time and sun over the last five years. And the person doesn't ever look at the description and buys it at the value that the other one, which didn't sat in a cold safe somewhere. Whose fault is it? Is it the seller
0: or the buyer?
2: It's the buyer's fault 100% of the time.
0: (laughs) Now, I think this is uh, another, uh, this leads into another conversation because I, I sent this to you guys on Instagram, but... There was an Instagram user, the name was jkcards9, I believe, who took a Tyler Hero Prism rookie card and sent the same rookie card, at least from what, you know, we're taking that at face value, sent the same rookie card to SGC, to PSA, and to BGS. The same card, apparently, and SGC gave it a 10, BGS gave it an 8, and PSA gave it a 6. And this speaks so much to what we talked about, about do not buy the grade, buy the card, right? Because, you know, any other day of the week, it could have been, uh, you know, BGS giving it a six and PSA giving it an eight. I mean, I I, I would say most of us probably wouldn't expect that, but um, I just think this speaks to, speaks to that point where, you just never know, and all three companies look at different things differently. So that's just really important in in this in this where you you look over the card and you, like Tyler said, there's discrepancies in them. Uh, find a card you like and and buy that rather than a card that has a, a number grade attached to it by someone that could have had a good. Yeah, day I or also a bad day, I you saw you somebody when we yeah. were talking about and,
2: that you know last time someone said like yeah like in the in the PSA website it says like it's QA checked by a few people and it's like cool. Like, awesome. I don't know what exactly that means. That's what they're saying. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And to the point of, like, the JK Card9 guy, I there's I take that and say, don't take that specific example because there's been 40 other Instagram posts that say SGC gave it a 4 and PSA gave it a yeah. 10 and BGS gave it an 8. I just think it goes to, you know what I mean? It just goes to show that there is discrepancy. This is done by humans. And... Also, don't completely throw out what a PSA 10 means, but these are indicators, no different than understanding whether a seller has a thousand positive reviews or one on eBay. You know, like that's again an indicator. Or when you have an auction going up and all of a sudden you got these random eBay accounts coming in and then you're like, why? They canceled the thing. It's like, well, it makes sense. Like the indicators, right? all data to help you inform purchasing decisions.
0: Yeah. But I mean, the indicators definitely are there for like a reason, right? Like a thousand eBay feedback is a thousand for a reason. Whereas one isn't, you know, it doesn't mean it won't get there, but uh, let's just not discredit PSA. I mean, I I think most of us would agree that if we're sending cards in at the moment, it's going to be PSA. So a PSA 10 typically is, is going to, is going to have more weight than most. Um, but yeah, I just, I think some things can be, uh, Double checked when when purchasing that they may have flaws or they you know may be undergraded right it, it yep. works both ways mm-hmm. but um let's get to the next conversation um, it's going to be I want to get into I know Ty brought it up with Mbappe stuff starting to decrease a little bit in value uh, PSA tens got north of ten grand for silvers from Prism World Cup uh, those have fallen a little bit. Uh, Luca stuff seems to be down 20% or so uh, Zion stuff is, you know, not what it once was, but here we are two weeks away from the start of football. And the tension is going to shift that way, right? There will still be attention on the NFL or the NBA as the season wraps up, but we've kind of hit on this before where being relevant will matter in cards. Yep. Luca, not putting up a triple double is gonna you know keep his cards from rising, whereas Mahomes throwing a behind the back touchdown pass to Tyree Kill in a practice and that going viral on Twitter is going to matter. Relevant players on social media have it, that impacts their card values. So I wanted to uh, to get into that here as we've seen cards fall and we're gonna see cards rise in the next couple weeks.
2: Yeah, it's like very situational, right? Like I I was pretty surprised. Not super surprised, but I was fairly surprised. Like when Luca had that big pop off game, I expected, just based on how things have been moving, I expected that card to go well over two grand. Like I just did, and it went up a little bit. It got up, it, it touched two thousand for a second, and then it went back down back to nineteen, eighteen ish. And uh I thought that was a good example of how it's more situational than we think it is. Like just because there's a viral moment, and we're the kings of saying when there's a viral moment, something goes crazy, blah blah blah. Absolutely, but when you're down three two in the series. Even if you had that triple-double to make it 3-2, like you have a game where triple-double, 3-2, people are like, oh, wait, they're going to lose a series. I'm not buying this card right now. You know what I mean? And that affects how that price goes as opposed to the Mahomes where it's like, oh, this is just a practice clip. Like, this is cool. Boom. You know? So I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, it's, again, why do people purchase things? And, like, if you look across stock investing, or real estate investors you know emotions play a major part in it right well uh apple comes out with a new iphone like boom invest in apple or what have you good it's no different why you make a great ad for something people want to go out and buy it you tap into their emotions Luca. Goes insane against the Clippers off a broken foot, like long, second longest, you know, game winning three point shot ever. Boom. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's out and we still got three. We still got like six weeks of basketball left to go to the finals. And he's not involved. He's not going to play basketball again until January. And guess what? People are going to be forgetting how sick one that game was or how sick his second season was. And because of that, there's going to be less attention on and meaning less people are going to be buying it but if you've been around the game and that's not to say i've been through four five six cycles of this ryan i'd like for you to speak on it very much so and again you have the best because you have humans walking into your store of like fall starts coming around football products start coming out everyone turns to football you know two weeks ago people weren't talking about football now you're going to start to see that and this year's crazier than ever what happened with Corona? We talked about it a lot in our early episodes of like the whole schedule shifted, Premier League's back in two and a half weeks, so I don't know what's going to happen with with Mbappe and uh, that. But Champions League's not going on right now, and they lost. Prices dropped, population's increasing a bit, um, but it's going to be very fun to see football. Like we haven't talked much football. I think also awareness um you know hobby rules and now i'm going on a little bit of a tangent but what i'm really excited about is like wide receivers wide receivers cards i think are going to have more juice and more attention and more awareness hmm. so Ryan, i love for you <laughs> yeah. are you uh, was that a stuff I the wonder, shop so or I was wonder, that just I, think
0: uh, a- I
2: wonder who was early I on that one
0: i was gonna say that. <laughs> ty that wasn't the conversation you were having a couple of weeks ago. oh no Tom yeah much. i'm not sure we're buying you know michael thomas
1: yeah, no, I uh, football in general haven't done Literally much I at all. It. But what I was going to say to you, right, <laughs> is talk me through like a two-year um stretch in the shop of understanding the cyclical windows of attention and demand for cards.
0: Yeah, the the I was going to hit on this when you were you brought it up, but like typically off-seasons are opportunities to buy. That is when the players are the least relevant, right? You get eliminated from a postseason, or you're you're eliminated from postseason contention like Zion. Your stuff falls pretty quickly, right? And we talked about this last week with Zion, right? PSA tens go from, you know, seven hundred to five fifty. You bought in at six eighty, thinking they're going to go to eight. Can you stomach that loss? Can you sell it for five fifty, put the money back into play, reinvest, and flip the money, or are you just you're going to wait? But Typically, the offseason leads to opportunities to buy, right? That's a good time to stock up on the guys. We saw what Luca did. I mean, youngest debut playoff season, or uh, most points in a, like, debut ever, like, 41, um, was, like, assist and a rebound away from a triple-double in his last game. Like, I mean, dude is a superstar, like, top-five player in the league. He's going to be good. If you if Lucas stuff starts to fall... People that have the you know the capital will start to buy that stuff. He's gonna be really really good. Just because he's not playing doesn't mean he won't be good. Um, but it will lead to opportunities. Some of the younger guys that got minutes, like maybe Karis LeVert, who started to spike. Um, whoever loses on the Jazz or the Nuggets. You know, we're recording this early, so if Mitchell loses, his stuff will you know might have an opportunity. Jamal Murray might have an opportunity if they lose or MPJ. I know Ty's big on him. Uh, you know,
1: um, I'll say something real quick and just to talk sports for one second. One, that series has been so epic and so fun to watch. It's
2: so crazy how they're going back and forth, Mitchell and, and like, Murray. Like, those
1: two guys are just
2: it's so bananas. good right now. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: out of control. And then two, like, look, I have loved Michael Porter Jr. Wait a second I here, Ryan. I biggest
2: guy. But my man's got to learn how to play some defense. Uh, this guy can't play <laughs> defense. He's a disaster on defense. Dog, what is going on? I don't
1: get it. <laughs> I forgot it. And I'm upset about it. So let's keep going. I just had to get I just had to put it out there. I um, thought we might I to thought move. we were gonna
2: do a 180 a little bit on, on MPJ. I felt no,
1: it. No, because he's still young, still his rookie year. It takes some time, but <laughs> looks lost out there. Looks lost out there. Um I just
0: don't think he's used to playing for like eight weeks in a row. <laughs> Fair. I mean Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played for eight weeks in a row since he was in high school. You're not
1: wrong. But, I mean, he's not used to it. He's yeah, just like, hey, exactly. man, I got
0: through the first six weeks. We're usually out at this point injured. Yep.
1: What do we do from here? Look, it's only up from there. Jamal Murray's been in the league how long? And finally, four years. Yeah. And finally, he's yeah. getting a little love. Yeah. But a co- one thing I wanted to touch on um, is with the weird schedule. And like, if you start, if you talk about alt, alt sports or single person sports, you know, as people on Twitter have asked about tennis or uh golf, right? The Masters is in November. Tiger is still the defending champ of the Masters. But uh, the US Open's about to kick off right now. Nadal's not playing in it. So which might lead to a weird draw, which might lead to a first-time winner. You know, Coco golf on the women's side. Um the and what we were just talking about like the attention again, like this is consumer attention is at the core of so the supply and demand and how that works and supply and demand is just the core functionality of the pricing, the market, everything. Um, if you're, if you're able to think out far enough of certain events that may happen it's just when you see the, the, the pricing either compressing or, or stretching out, um, keep in mind, you get Mike Tyson right here. He's got a fight coming up September 12th, I believe in two weeks. I imagine the three, four days leading up to it, same deal. Michael Jordan, uh, you know, Jordan thing on, uh, was it whether it's ESPN or what have you. What's the next thing? Is it a magic documentary? All those things, again, attention. And that was what we we're talking about. Luca drops 20%. People are freaking out, acting like no one's ever going to buy a Luca card again. You know, be patient, be patient.
0: But I think another interesting part of this conversation is, You know, it's not just the sports guys that have like the relevancy, like, you know, Mahomes with the behind the back going viral on Twitter. It's also, you know, what if, I mean, look at some of the, like, what if Bronny James came out and posted a picture of, you know, his Pokemon. We've talked about Justin Bieber and Pokemon, right? There are other ways for things to become relevant outside of Luka putting up a triple-double, Mahomes putting a behind the back pass kale mccarr for the avalanche having an amazing goal cool. Mbappe looking great like there are other ways for cards to be relevant look at steve aoki like post that you know mm-hmm. f- he's going he's going to have this live stream and people start buying his tops cards mm-hmm. uh, his like, f- first pitch like that starts to sell because he's getting into cards mm-hmm. so i think there's a there's kind yeah, of an interesting we were
1: just before we came on we were talking about castro big fifa streamer was open up Packs on Chasing Holland on stream. And so again, same theme. If you are putting in the work, meaning actually coming up with your own theses, actually trying to gut check them, actually trying to understand different things that are happening and then striking first before the information might become widespread versus just saying, what's he buying? I'm going to buy that. What's this person buying? I'm going to buy that. Be willing to put in the work. If you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to this podcast, and i one thing we can employ you is try to give you the tools to do your own research, mm-hmm. you know, and along the way, maybe, you know, talk about Michael Porter jr. Here and
0: there. So yeah. Interesting. Next couple of weeks for sure. As basketball starts to fizzle out, we get a champion. One team is going to win. What does that do to Giannis, LeBron, Tatum, LA, you know, the Clippers, Kawhi, who wins? Does um, Messi then...
1: go to the premier league?
0: Man City. Wait, can I, can I ask a question? Can yeah. I ask a
2: side question? Let's what? get into the sports real quick. On Messi, if he goes to Man City, does he then play for NYCFC? How that works?
1: That's what they were saying. No, like officially.
2: Like if he did, he probably would, right?
1: Yeah, that's like what they're trying to like bake into his deal. Supposedly, that's is that lit. three three years at uh, Man City and then two years at uh, NYCFC, which would be super lit. That's cool. Yeah
0: cool so let's uh let's move on to now to mailbag let's get into some of the questions for this week I know ty's gonna pull them up yep. but why he's doing that again if you ever want to submit questions to us please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram it's card talk pod or you can shoot us an email the email is cardtalkpod at gmail.com so ty why don't you uh, why don't you kick off a question here and let's uh let's get into it
1: yep Should I pull this up? I'll pull it up so we can give love to whoever shouted them out on Twitter a little bit here. Um, Investing in raw versus graded. Opportunities and dangers. Asked by Martin uh, Uboid. Martin Uboid. I would say investing in raw versus graded. Opportunities and dangers. Opportunity. In both. I think that if you are dangers in both, too. Very much, very much so. Um, I would say in the the, from the fundamentals of investing, higher risk, higher reward. Lower risk, lower reward, more diversification, less growth, more stability. Unified, all your eggs in one basket, higher potential for growth. Higher potential for loss. That's how I would open up that question in Raw versus graded. Because in Raw, one, again, how are you buying them? eBay, just pictures. Are you going to and meeting up with someone? If it's more modern, modern Prism stuff, you know, I think you're going to have, again, higher upside because someone's selling. And then if you go in and, and you get the 10, you know, there's a big like, oh, I got my grades back. How'd they do? higher upside on that. I would say in terms of getting margins, $20 can turn into plus $10, $20 grading fee depends how you're grading can lead to 125 overnight just from getting the grade. But at the same time, that same card that you buy for 20 can be a 10 or it can be a PSA seven. And a PSA seven might sell less for less than it raw. So again,
0: high risk, i reward i think the big thing we've hit on this point on this show before this i think it was lou and i did this during q a but like if your strategy is to go on ebay and buy cards you can grade that's not a wise strategy right like it's safe to assume that all raw cards on ebay are not tens like if you want a 10 typically your best bet is to buy a 10 or like we talked about earlier in the show. If you buy the grade and you've got a nine that you think looks really good, maybe buy it, crack it, and then try to regrade it, right? But, and this is why shows and shops and in-person dealing can be so beneficial and has an advantage over the online is you can see that card in person and get a better idea of if that card will grade. You can't see that through a picture on a scanner Mm -hmm. as well as you can with your eyes and in such in person,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I think so, to the point of because there is a part of me in my head. The first time I ever bought a card raw on eBay and graded it, I got a ten. So I do, <laughs> I, I do think beginner's uh, luck, fair, fair. But to the point of like higher risk can lead sure. to a reward, and that's that's what I would say. Like there there can be an opportunity there, but very high risk, likely not. If if your plan to your point is to get a ten, likely won't happen, but could. Now let's go over to grading, opportunities and dangers, of grading. Uh, dangers is you buy a uh, you buy a Kristaps Porzingis, rookie Prism PSA ten, because he had a, they were they tied it up two two. My man now is on two big knee surgeries, and like twenty four months from now, might be out of the league. Really struggling. Really I struggling. A be- for I minutes. got a better
0: one for you. Bring Lou it. Lou will appreciate this. Or you buy an MPJ Prism Ten when he blows up because your co-host thinks he's going to uh, be a
2: star. That's a very. And you buy it at four
0: hundred. You buy it at four hundred, mm.
2: and then they fall to two ninety. That does sound sound like something that might happen,
0: right? Like that. I wish I had it here to hold it up, but but (laughs) even tie with (laughs) even tie with like you say buying graded, right? Like first off, (laughs)
2: first off, (laughs) no, let Ryan talk. These were exhibition games that you were (laughs) buying them off
0: of. No, this was like two weeks ago, my guy. Yeah, when he was playing exhibition games. No, I'm talking, like, first round. Two weeks ago, first Sounds round. Sounds like Ryan made a bad decision. I agree. Keep going.
1: I got poor advice. That's also true. Look, it's a long-term... Like, first off, he hasn't had a good playoff game. So you bought it before the playoffs. I know it to be true.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> bad job. You. I know
2: it
0: to be true. <laughs> okay, so... Ty, so you talk about grading. And I, kind of the other... art, Like, the same thought process on that is buying a card raw to send a grade right like you could have bought Kristaps Porzingis rookies raw even if they are tens you know and paid a premium for them and sent them off to be graded and you could have sent them off while he's you know he you know before he tore his knee or tore his meniscus and then during that they you know they go down so there's also you know a, 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 a risk in buying cards raw to grade right like I sent in some Mbappes. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Mbappes raw in uh, April were not nearly what they are now. But I also sent in Ryan Finley prism base. And those aren't worth the grading fee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it works both ways. And I think that's another interesting take there. That is, if you're like, hey, I'm going to go buy cards raw. These cards right here, I got 10 of them. I'm going to say seven or eight of these are going to 10. That's a fair assumption, right? If you really know your stuff, you send them all in. They could really bust, you know, and go down while 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 they're there, or, you know, they, they could go up. So a lot yeah. of risk too, and even buying them raw and then sending them in to get And graded. then
1: another point also is if if you're thinking about like your business and cash flows and tying up all your like if you're sending 75% of your inventory raw in to get graded at one time and it takes four months to get back, now you're tied up. So there's yep. there, that that's a factor too.
2: Yeah, I also think there's something I, I personally would recommend everyone try it. I think it's a good thing to try, and I say that uh-huh. for two reasons. One is you're going to learn a lot about cards in that time that you buy the card for twenty seven dollars and you look at it and you're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna grade it twenty five more dollars to grade it, thirty more dollars to grade it. You get it back, blah blah blah. That's fun. And then also I think when it comes to stuff like cards, what I've learned more and more in the last like week or so, or last two weeks or so is people don't really listen to you until they bite the apple. And they got to bite the poison apple and like get burned to know what we're talking about here. So I would highly recommend, I hope everyone gets tens on every car they ever submit. I highly recommend everyone try it out because it's a fun experience and it's a learning experience. Reps. Yep.
0: Yep. 100%. All right, Tal, let's get to one more question here before we move on to... Uh, latest launch.
1: There's some sites but we just go to eBay. Um, That's a good one.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Cool. The value one. Where you look up cards. Yep.
1: Where to find true values of cards. I'm going to show this right here to give Trevor Ainsworth cleverly named his handle. Ask Trevor. Good job, Trevor. Uh, Trevor, we appreciate you asking us where to find the true value of cards. There are some sites, but we just go to eBay for value. So. Ryan, I love you. I'm going to walk you through a couple different uh, scenarios. One, you are, someone comes into your shop and uh, you've got an open kind of your case and you've got a sticker on pricing. I'm not sure how you display prices. Um, and I'm Tyler and I walk in and I say, I'm interested in that um, Chris Stapps Porzingis PSA nine prism. And you say, okay, $75. If you're Tyler,
0: how do I gut check that? So there's a couple of things that you're going to want to look at in this situation, right? If especially if you're buying uh, with the intention to resell, uh, but there's two parts of this. One, what what have they sold for on eBay? Right, so mm-hmm. you can go to eBay, you can go to sold listings, you can see what they've sold for. Mm-hmm. If you want to see a buy it now sale on eBay, right, I listed for 400 or best offer and it's sold, eBay doesn't show you what I accepted as an offer.
2: Yeah, you're saying on an offer accepted sale, not a buy it now sale. So.
0: On a, Yeah, on an offer accepted sale. That requires going to, there's lots of different places you can go. The one we've talked about off uh, off camera here is uh, sales sales dot one thirty point dot com so ty do you, yep right so we there. got it right ty, here Sean, boom one. so ty if you care type in that in yep so I come over here so you go to sales130 dot point dot com it'll also it also says one thirty pointcom slash sales I just type in sales130 dot point dot com it they'll both take you to the same spot and then it will tell you to hit search so you just type in Christops or Porzingis uh, Prism PSA nine and then just hit enter or search and then it will show you the auctions that have sold and what they sold for, including number of bids. If this will load, right? So it'll show you if there's a bid right there, bids, bids, bids. But the, here you go; these are buy it nows. So it'll tell you what they got accepted for. Yeah. So it said one. What's that? Say 180. time? one fifty. One eighty with a strike through. Yep, and you go through, and it actually only sold for one thirty
1: right here. One thirty.
0: One thirty, so that's that's key here. That's a good way to check. Buy it nows, um, but the other important top or the other important uh, second part of this in, in this discussion is see what they're up for. Mm-hmm. If Porzingis mm-hmm. tears his knee and the last three have done two hundred, some tells me the next one's not selling for two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you want to check what they're up for. So what I'll do in this situation is go to eBay, search the card I'm looking for, buy it now. Lowest listed or lowest Uh, price. Nice, I like this. And then you scroll down, and it will, and then basically you find the first Prism PSA 9. There'll be somebody with keyword spamming like Mm -hmm. 2015 16 Prism, unopened pack PSA 10, question mark, Porzingis, question mark, (laughs) Jokic, question mark. And it's going to be like $40. So you're not going to want, you're going to scroll right past that guy. But then you eventually find a Christoph's Porzingis, and you'll notice there's probably one up right now for. If I had to guess 120, 130, I mean right in that that range. Where's the what's the cheapest one up? Right here. One fifty three. One fifty three. Yep. Right. So last one did one thirty. So as those sellers see that, or a new seller comes along and says, Hey, last one did one thirty, let's maybe go for uh, you know, one forty. Th- those prices might might dip. So uh if you see it in my shop at ninety, you definitely buy it because it sells for more than ninety dollars. Yep. yeah. But
2: for the YouTube viewers. Some little, little information on the left side of the eBay screen there. Just keeping yeah. you updated. A
1: little some, some,
2: a little some. So go to
1: YouTube the- if you're listening on audio. Go to YouTube. There's a little hint. Hmm.
2: YouTube video drops on Friday.
0: By the way, it's car- It's uh on YouTube. It doesn't drop till Friday. So pot- uh audio releases. Yeah, we crush but- YouTube. By the yeah. way, so
2: shout out to the YouTube viewership because I love those people. Yep, I agree.
0: So a couple tricks, a couple of uh, tips for looking up sold listings and in getting a value. So let's get into uh, the latest launch as we wrap up this week's episode. A couple different releases on my end coming out this week. And I know you guys have one to talk about as well, but you got Donruss football coming out this week, likely going to be another one of the first releases with a cheaper rookie card in a pro uniform, right? So if you think about it at this point, if you're into football and you've really collected it. We haven't had a Joe Burrow base rookie card in a Bengals uniform. He's got autographs in gold standard. He's got autographs in certified. He's got autographs in, you know, elite. He's got autographs in a Bengals uniform in those products. But I think this is likely the first product of the year. We see Joe Burrow in a Bengals uniform, likely going to be, you know, CGI. It's going to be graphics. Um, as he hasn't you know worn one yet where Panini would have that. Um, but I think this is likely going to be the first product of the year for that. That will help. Also, as Ty's got on screen here, thanks Ty. Uh, Marvels. This was a big chase set in Donruss, but it wasn't originally. So it's you know NFL players or NBA players with a comic book type look on the card. Started out as just like a you know a cheap set in, in Donruss and really took off in the NBA. Zion got hot, LeBron got hot, Giannis. It really gained traction. It'll be interesting to see how the football set does with the basketball popularity there. So that's an interesting one. And then third piece about Donris is Panini is putting rated rookies from Optic, preview cards in Donris. So the optic silvers, the optic hollows from Optic will have preview versions in Donris. Those will be chased, and those will be sought after Joe Burrow Refractor in, in Optic, you know a month or two months before it comes out, that will, that do will do those have well. what's like mind.
2: preview, does it say like preview on it?
0: Some sets do, right? You know, Panini and, and Chronicles Basketball put, you know, traded on the back of, you know, Andrew Wiggins, uh, uh, Warriors card and, and Luka contenders in Chronicles a couple years ago, they did like a preview ticket for Contenders Optics. So sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. My gut is going to tell me two things. They're either going to one, write preview on the back of it, or two, make it a different variation than what would come out in optic. There's a good chance they're not going to be the exact same card you would pull in optic two months from yeah, now. Yeah, like maybe
2: they'll make the. You know how like Don Russ always has no helmets on, and like the optic always does. Like maybe it's like a Don Russ hollow. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it'll be curious It'll be curious to see what what happens there. Um, but those will be uh, popular selling points in that product. And you're gonna have immaculate collegiate national treasures, big big release for pro version. Right when immaculate comes out, it's a higher end pro product. The big thing here is it's only college versions of this stuff. Will do well with college collectors. It will do well now because of the lack of product out. Typically, not a not the best long term investment option. Obviously, college stuff doesn't typically do as well with pro stuff in terms of investing. Most. College collectors want that, but pro collectors don't. And then Stadium Club Baseball comes out this release, comes out this week. Probably the best photography in any card product is Stadium Club Baseball. Yep. The photography tops puts in Stadium Club is amazing. On card autos typically it's two, typically two on card autos per box. Great set, great photography. Um, so those are the the three releases: Stadium this Club week. and
2: Heritage are the best uh, photography of the year for baseball.
0: Ty's pulling up a. Uh, some pictures, Ty, if you keep scrolling. I mean, oh, we also up, have to get to, the, to, I want to get
2: to the Ben Baller Tops Chrome yep, as well. Yep. Yeah, I was leaving that to you guys. Yeah, so, Ben Baller Tops Chrome is coming out. Ben Baller is doing a collaboration with uh, Tops for their Tops Chrome baseball product. Uh, I think it's all the way on the top, Ty. I don't think it's on the release calendar.
1: Right here. Oh, it is 1. there. Nice. There
2: you go. Boom, boom. So, yeah, so on tops.com, they are doing a raffle for these cards to enter to win the raffle, which is very sneakery big time like sneakers app vibes for me, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's got a, it's a pretty cool product. I don't think there's any autographs in here. There's, there's going to be, you know, your regular tops Chrome. There's a few refractors there that are listing. Um, and then the die cuts, which are, I think are going to be pretty sought after for sure. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what these go for. I think they're 200 retail and I would expect the resale on them to be, to, to be pretty high off the rip. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to Ben. I think like, the the product working with tops we know some of the team at tops we did some work with them uh I, i'd imagine jeff was involved with this mm-hmm. uh in some capacity or other i, I think off the back of tops doing tops 2020 i think ben i i don't know him personally uh i know his team a little bit has really leaned in and um, you know, done some good things in terms of getting ingrained in the hobby, not just slapping this thing on, taking this thing seriously. And then Tops on the other side just has done, I think, really good partnerships. Um, one in terms of the Tops 2020, uh, around bringing in good artists, blending art and card space. And then I think the cultural relevancy of Ben and, and the uh, already big following he had in different hobbies, um, and, and bringing them over, I think has done really well. Uh, for everyone involved over the last 12 months. So I'm pumped for this product. Um, not everything, remember, not everything needs to be created just to be bought and sold at a higher price. Again, like there is collectible nature. People like, you know, I love when I see someone, what they personally collect. It's just, for me, it's fun because it's like, yeah, that's, people have their guy. People have the, the person that they're into. Um, and, uh, and so shout out. Shut up, Ben and and Tops for coming together and doing this. Yep. I think it's a pretty neat product.
0: Cool. Cool. That's all we got for this week, guys.
2: We'll see you next week.
1: Sounds good. Peace. That's a wrap on Card
2: Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode.
0: It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com And we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a
1: 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.